when you really have encountered, things change. Victory is mine before my eyes can see. You need a new birth experience. Now there's nothing that can keep me from my promise. Set apart to God. Direct access. What's up, everybody? We hope you're well today. I'm James Levesque. I want to welcome you to Breaking Through with James Levesque. Today is your day for a breakthrough. I believe it with all my heart. Man, I want to talk today about the distracted life. Come on, man, it's so real. I got to do true confessions right off the bat. I'm a distracted driver. I got to be honest with you. You don't want me driving you, dude. I am like, I hear people laughing. Look, I'm so distracted. You don't want me driving. I'm looking at my phone. I got to confess. Uh, don't tell my mom. I've had the, I, I may or may not have had the iPad nearby watching something as I'm driving. Friends, I know. I gotta, I'm getting better. Put it that way. Having drivers. But my point is, what is happening today? Think about it. This is really the wildest day we've ever lived in for distractions. I'm a preacher. I'm a pastor. Can I tell you how many times I see people at the church checking their phones, doing other things in the middle of service? Who even has attention anymore? Like, we live in the craziest hour by far we have ever lived in. Ever. And it's crazy to think that, you know, I remember growing up and like the older generation before me was like, well, <clears throat> we used to walk to school in the snow and, you know, we did all these things like, that ain't me, you know what I mean? I, you know, we had phones that, that had rotary dials or whatever. And, you know, it's crazy to me to tell my kids, I can remember a day where we didn't have tablets everywhere. It's crazy to think that it was, I believe it was January 2007. Steve Jobs held up a device that would forever change our life, and it was the iPhone. It was at Macworld in 2007. Unbelievable. And he came out and he said, look, here's the thing. This is going to change our life forever. Who would have thought? And he told us something that we could never comprehend at the time. He said this would be a computer. Think about what I'm telling you. Nobody in 2007 saw that. This little thing would be a computer. It will one day tell us directions. We're going to be able to use email on it. We're gonna, I mean, we couldn't even believe it. And he said it would change our life forever. And boy, was he serious, huh? It's amazing when you think of some of these stats we're going to take a look at right here. Come with me. Here's some stats on the, on the day we live in right now. Think about this. Half of the population right now is under 30. More people have cell phones than toothbrushes. Think about that. Every day there's 20,000 searches that are looking for something that has never been searched before. The average person checks their phone every four minutes. That means while we've started this broadcast, you've checked your phone, ladies and gentlemen. During a church service, the average person is tempted to check their phone 12 times. I know I am. 
The average person spends more than five hours a day online, which is five and a half years of your life. And the reality is now it's more. These were stats a few years ago. The truth is now they have an app on your phone that's embedded that tells you how many hours you're spending a day. And most people I know, it's eight to 12 hours a day. Think about that on their phone. A modern cell phone has 30 times the navigational speed of the computer that navigated the Apollo 11 to the moon. 54% of people check their phone within minutes of waking up. 71% of people sleep with their phone near them. Teens spend over 10 hours, which I easily believe now, on their phone each day. What do we do with this, right? Because I'm going to be honest with you, this is a blessing. It really is. It's a blessing. I have a beautiful picture of my family on it. I can change lives. I can, you know, touch base with the churches, book my travel. I'm mobile, right? You know, this isn't, you know, the, the 60s and 80s where a pastor is just sitting in his office waiting for your call. I'm so busy with all we're doing around the earth. But this has really been a blessing to me. But the reality is, it's like everything, right? At what line does this become a curse? At what line does this become a distraction? And I opened today telling you that I was a distracted driver, but my concern is that many of you have a distracted life. These will become glass prisons if you're not careful. Many people I know, to be honest with you, they're enslaved to this. It has... Uh, cause their relationships to suffer. You know, we, listen to me clearly, we were never meant to have the whole world's access in the palm of our hand. We, it has uh, weakened a lot of our understanding. It has weakened a lot of our relationships. And unfortunately, we're suffering as a side, society because of it. I dealt one time, I was talking to a therapist recently who only, mini, like oh, ministers, only helps millennials. And they said the number one thing that, you know, and, and she was honest with me. She said, look, I never signed up to be a millennial therapist. And she said, by far, the number one thing that everybody comes into my office for is this. They struggle with expectation versus reality. What does that mean? That means we were never meant to compare the way we do today. I remember when like Facebook came out, MySpace, all this crazy stuff. And you know what was amazing? When I first got saved, you would go to church and it would be like, wow, everybody would look holy. Everybody looks like they love the Lord. Everybody looks like, you know, they're wearing their Sunday best. And before the internet, you could fake that stuff. After the internet, it was like, yo, did you just see what Faith did tonight? Did you just see what Christine was doing at the bar after church? And all of a sudden it went from like, like I thought you lived holy to like, I don't think you're living right at all. And what happens is we transition from judging people, right? Looking at their life online, judging them. And then what the devil did is he came in and he, he preyed on you in the place of comparison. And comparison's a curse. The worst thing you could do, I know so many preachers today, they struggle because they don't know how to be themselves. The biggest thing that we are lacking on the earth today is authenticity. I remember having lunch one time with Bill Johnson. We were in Toronto having a wonderful time together. And he said, James, I need to tell you one, one word of encouragement. And what he said was this, you have got to see the way you see life. Look at life through the way God has wired you. Don't look at life through the way other people are wired. And can I tell you the same thing applies to you today? We are walking around, people don't even know who they are anymore. 
They're struggling, like they're, they're wearing different identities, different personalities. They're, they're, you know, I always say don't compare the, you know, the middle of your chapter to the end of somebody else's. You know, we look at people's best filters. Are you kidding me? Do we even know what anybody looks like anymore? When you take a picture on your phone, you know, we all know what you do. You're trying to hide the fat roll by making, you know, then they build selfie sticks. So how high do you want the shot to be? You're going to send a bird to the sky and get a drone shot so we don't see your double chin? I mean, that's the day we're literally living in and everything's filtered. Pictures are so filtered today that we have to say no filter on the picture to make a difference. To like, it's like really a big deal. What happens when we strip that away? God doesn't want us to have a filter on him. Are you living distracted? Where, it's not even are you anymore. It's where are you living distracted? And the truth is, there's many areas of our lives that are suffering because of it. After the break, I'm going to discuss a scripture. It, it honestly changed my life when I read it. Paul said something I couldn't even wrap my mind around about distractions. And I'm going to tell you the top three areas in your life that are suffering because you're distracted. Are you ready to ignite your faith? Then look no further than Pastor James Levesque's new book, Fire, preparing for an end time outpouring. This book contains 12 principles that will unlock the power within and cause you to walk in a new level of boldness and power. For a suggested donation of only $12.99, we will send you a personal autograph copy. Log on to jameslevac.org and get your copy today. Welcome back, everybody. We're talking about the distracted life. Pretty crazy, some of the stats we went through at the beginning of the, the broadcast. And it started making me think about really some of the areas that we're suffering as a society because we're distracted, right? They actually say that you're six times more likely to get in a car wreck because for, of texting than even drunk driving now. It is by far, you know, one of the, one of the most dangerous things we can do really is text and drive. Um, here's the truth. Our, one of the areas that's suffering tremendously is our emotions. I've dealt with a lot of young people in our churches. Man, their emotions are fried. Do you know you can just aimlessly scroll through the internet today and you were never meant to see like a, a cat playing with a you know, ball of catnip and a guy getting shot in the head in the same feed. Our emotions actually weren't meant to handle that. We weren't meant to process the whole world's access in the back pocket just because of a phone. We were never meant to live that way. What is that? What do we do with that? It's, it's like everything in life. Time, let's just go to time. Time has always been here. We all get 24 hours in a day, but it's what we do with the time that matters, right? And I would call that stewardship. It's same thing with our finances. Our, it's not the finances, not the issue. The Bible says the love of money, the worship of the money is what the root of all kinds of evil. It's not the money's not the problem. It's what we do with it. And so I'm telling you today, it's not time and it's not even your device. This isn't some anti-cell phone rant that we just all bust our electronics. No, what are we doing with it? Are we using it for good or is it evil in our life? Are we moderating it? That's a word we need back in our life, moderation. Because in moderation, all these things could be wonderful. But if we're not careful, they'll destroy you. It's like food, right? 
Anybody, I remember one time somebody sent me to like a natural doctor or whatever, and the guy's like, I haven't had a hamburger in, th you know, 60 years. And I'm thinking, bro, what a horrible life you've lived. <laughs> like, it, it's moderation. You can't, we live in this culture where it's like you just consume so much, but what are we doing with it? Think about that. Live stream services. Come on, we've all experienced that recently, right? We've had live stream meetings, and were we really meant to do that? Because I'm going to tell you years ago, what would happen is if there was a guest speaker coming in town, I'd say, hey, pastor, this sounds ancient. Hey, pastor, so-and-so's coming in the area. I want to go to his meeting. What do you think? Oh, man, I think it's great. Go to the church. We'd have a wonderful time. I'd go to the meeting. I'd get touched by God. I'd come back to honor my pastor, let him know how the Lord touched me. Can you imagine that even ever happened? Today, it's overstimulation, Right. You're not meant to watch every single preacher's live stream. You're not meant to follow every single person on, on Facebook or on TV. You will go crazy. You know what happened to me in the early days? I wanted to learn about divine healing. And what I did is I went to the Christian bookstore and I researched everything I could about miracles, right? I wanted to know healing. Well, guess what? I bought five books and went nuts. I started getting confused. They were all contradicting each other. And I realized that you have to be careful how much you're consuming. The Bible says, be hearers of the word and not just be doers of the word and not just hearers or you are deceiving yourself. Think about the day we're in. I mean, that is literally what we're talking about. You hear, you hear, you hear, you hear, and then what? Uh, my new book, Fire, came out, which you heard about already in our spot for you. You need to pick it up. And I remember when the book came out, I was doing book tours, I was traveling, I was doing all this stuff, and uh, my publishers and the, you know, and they were coming back to me and they're like, man, you know, I love your stuff, I love what you're doing, man. I just, we need more content. I'm like, content? I'm doing five days a week on a podcast. I'm preaching three times a week, you know, in New England. I'm traveling the world, I'm writing books. What more can I give you? And I realized we've become consumers only. And it's led into this distraction. It's fed into not being effective for God. It's, our, it's the, the constant, I want more, I want more. I'm like, what? What you need is not more content. What you need to do is listen to the content that God's given you. What you need to do is listen to what the message is the Lord has put in front of you and really be careful. That's why people, are, listen, we've, look, we've never had more access to the world as we do today but we've never accomplished less on the globe as we are today. When I got saved, I was like, man, we would pass around preaching CDs like it was like drugs, man. We would just, oh, do you hear this? You hear this? I remember somebody told me about this radical preacher, uh, you know, in New Mexico named David Hogan that was seeing all these miracles. We didn't know how to get a hold of him. Somebody literally came up from a meeting, passed a CD, passed a CD, passed a CD, and then he's like, listen to this. And I remember putting that CD in. And going, oh, man, what a powerful word. And it meant so much to me because it traveled so far to get my hands. And I felt like that's what God wanted me to hear. We don't have that anymore. Everything's accessible to you. And I don't believe it's becoming beneficial. The truth is our emotions are getting fried. If someone dies today, you literally send a pray emoji. Are you kidding me? That's not the same as praying. A prayer emoji isn't, listen, emojis aren't real emotions. They're fake emotions. They're not even real. They're designed to pretend we're doing something. Think about this. We've replaced feelings with emojis, right? 
today if we go to enjoy if we go to enjoy something whatever it is think about whatever it is we just went to mount rushmore recently it was pretty amazing it was really amazing and i knew my wife's prepared we have all the kids she's going to want to take a million photos and you know what i decided to do when we went to mount rushmore it's rare i decided to leave my phone at home because i didn't i mean in the car because i didn't want to spend my whole time at mount rushmore you know i didn't want to spend my whole time doing this and actually missing out what was in front of me. Pictures aren't the real thing. And we're missing moments in life because we're so focused on the next thing. We're missing moments that matter because all we want to do is capture something. My life is not on Instagram. My life for you isn't just what I want you to see. The truth is my life's way better. Most people's lives are not nearly as good as what the internet is portraying them. And I'm going to tell you about three areas that I believe are suffering in your life. These are the three areas that I see suffering today when I look at people's lives. Number one, the area of work. Come on, productivity. A lot of people's lives are suffering because of work today. Uh, uh, you know, hours are blown at work. Work's not getting done. Work's not being accomplished. People are distracted. They're focused on their own life, their own emails, their own. Come on, man. The work productivity is suffering. Maybe you have a job. So many people want to be entrepreneurs. We love the idea of making money and living free. Most people don't have the work ethic to do it. The Bible is very clear that diligent hands rule. Laziness ends in slave labor. And it's very hard to be a disciplined, diligent person in the day we live in. Number two, uh, our, our, our relationships are suffering. Our, the people around us. All we're doing is capturing moments. When was the last time, you know what we did? We have Canadian Thanksgiving. My wife's from Canada. So, you know, once a year, well, every October, we have this big Canadian Thanksgiving and we'd have, you know, we just, we blow it out. One year I was so tired of everybody on their phones. You know what I did? I put a basket at the front door and I said, when you walk in the house, this is a cell phone free zone. That means I know it's hard. We're going to actually talk like human beings. It was so awkward. All these guys, we're all standing in the kitchen, like wiping ourselves, hands in our pockets. Uh, what are you up to? We don't even know how to interact anymore. Because I, we just said, you know what? We're going to start making relationships matter because the internet will never replace real life. You'll never have the power of a personal touch. And as much as I believe in media, this is media. This broadcast will change lives, touch millions of homes. But guess what? It's not a replace for church. You can't replace the power of a personal touch. And so the area of work suffering, the area of personal relationships is suffering. And the top area that I see hurting today is God. How do we have time anymore? We're distracted. I'm going to read you a scripture that Paul the Apostle said that absolutely blew my mind the first time I read it. First Corinthians, I believe we're chapter 7. Verse 35, check this out. Paul says this. He's explaining to the, the, the Corinthian church, and he says this. I'm telling you all this for your own profit, not that I may put a leash on you but for what is proper, but that you would serve the Lord without distraction. Here's what he said. He actually said, if you're married, the verse before he said, if you're married, I want you to live like you're single. Not that you would lose the benefit of marriage or that you wouldn't prosper, but that you would serve the Lord without distraction. Are you kidding me? What in the world? Paul the apostle is telling you, in my day, it's very dis... What were they distracted with? What were you distracted with? Uh, Billy, be careful of that camel. He likes to spit in your face. What are they distracted with? Oh, man, my sandals are worn out, man. I mean, I got a bunion that's just... Be careful. It's a distract... What? 
Paul the Apostle just told us that we should live like we're single so we would serve the Lord without distraction. What does that mean today? What does that mean for you and I today? That means we're in the most distracted day we've ever been in. Prisoners behind a, a glass. And the one that's suffering is our, our relationships and our relationship with God. No doubt about it. Because what you can't replace, when, our, when your children need you, you know what children relate time, love to? Time. You want to you love your children? Spend time with them. You want to you be everything you can to your family and the relationships? Are you present? Or are you always somewhere else? Why is this so important? Because we've got to remove the distracted life. It is hindering our relationship with the Jesus, with Father. It's hindering that. And when we can break out of that life, then we really can step into the life that God has for us. God does not want barriers in between you and I. He doesn't want that between us and him. And so my question is today, where are you distracted? What are the areas in your life that you need to see removed so you can draw close to God the way he intended you to? Because life is, is getting so distracted. Our, our, our life is suffering because of it. Matthew 6, 6, Jesus was talking and he said this. Oh, that's a good one. Ephesians 5, 16 says this. We've got to redeem the time because the days are evil. We have to redeem. Time is so important. Matthew 6, 6 says when you pray, go into the secret place uh, where the Father is already waiting for you. And so it's important to realize that God has a secret place waiting for you. There is an, an inner room that God wants to take you to that we can see his presence and power displayed through our life. But when you think about idols, when you think about the things that are distracting our life and in the way between us and God, we've got to remove them. Because you want to, you want to grow with the Father, you want to do all the great things that God's called you to do, then we've got to remove all the obstacles. And we've got to stop being distracted. One of the most unused places in life, at least in New England, is the front porch. I don't know where you live, but where we, where we come from, there's big porches in the front. They're unused. It's the most unused place in, in the house. And unfortunately, dinner tables are too. We got to get back to front porches and dinner tables. Oh, I'm not some old cranky guy. I'm telling you as a young person, we need to get back. We need to get back to the values that shaped our nation. We need to get back to focusing on God and making room for him. Because whatever you make room for in your life is, is going to overtake you. Whatever you behold, you become. And in, in this fast-paced, crazy life we live in, the truth is it is a blessing that Steve Jobs held up that iPhone all those years ago. But we were never meant to have it take over our lives the way it has. And so what I'm asking you today is to take hard inventory. Look over your heart. Search your life. Where are the areas that you just need to stop? Maybe you, you cannot live a victorious life if you're waking up every day and running to your cell phone. You can't live victorious if you're comparing your life to everybody else on the internet. Come on, guys. Somebody said, Pastor, did you see what this was online? I'm sorry, don't. I'm kind of busy expanding the kingdom. I'm not, I love you. I love all of you. I'm not concerned about looking at your life that hard. When you're doing what God's called you to do, you have the blinders that horses have and you live without distraction. And so I'm asking you today, are you, are you ready to just have these things in moderation? Are you ready to get back to the place of honoring Jesus and loving him? Because just like with your children, time is going to be everything for you. And are we willing to make time for God? Are we willing to, um, you know, have the hard conversations? How about your children? 
Are you setting parameters? Are you just teaching them that whatever, they could just go off into some crazy? No, it's, you're going to produce children that are fried. They don't know how to emotionally connect with people. They don't know how to emotionally connect with God. And we've got to make a difference in this earth, and it's going to start with saying no. Whatever it is that's taking our life and robbing of us of our joy and robbing us of our emotions and robbing us of our ability to connect with God and people, we've got to say no. And when Paul the Apostle said, look, I want you to serve the Lord like you're single, what he was saying is, give God time. Give God time. Give God time. Don't serve the Lord without distraction. Give God time. And I'm telling you today, give God time. I'm telling you today, make room for God in your life. He's not just going to fit in in the cracks where you have time. You've got to set time with God and say, I want to meet with you. I don't want to be distracted anymore. I don't want to have a distracted life. I want to have a life that isn't being derailed because, you know, and you know what I see all the time? People like they want to use God like a, like a slot machine. He's not just this genie in a bottle when you get in a bind. Is he there for you? Absolutely. Is his grace there for you? Absolutely. But he, we have to have a relationship. I know most people, if, let me ask you this. If I locked you in a room today with you and God, would you even know what to say? Or would you pick up from where you left off? I want to pray for you guys today and believe that this will be a fresh day of breakthrough. If you're watching this, just stretch your hands with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you that every distraction is broken. I thank you that this will be a new day where every idol is removed, every obstacle is removed, and we make room for you. God, we even repent of being distracted, not focusing on you, not giving you all that we have. We repent and we lay down those idols. And we, God, we thank you that although technology is great, we cannot be distracted and pulled apart. You may be watching right now, not even sure why you're on this broadcast. You may not know the Lord. Maybe you don't have any clue who Jesus is. Today, I want to give you an opportunity to know him. I'm going to ask you a question. If you would die today, do you know where you're going to heaven? The Bible says we write these things that you may know you have eternal life. I know that I'm going to heaven. I know without a doubt if I die today that heaven is my home. If you're not sure of that, it's greater than just distraction for you, ladies and gentlemen. There is a hell to avoid and a heaven to gain. And we not only need to eliminate distraction, but you've got to repent of sin and receive God into your life. I want you to stretch your hands with me if you want that gift of eternal life. It's free. You can't earn it. Just stretch your hands towards me right now and repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I give you my heart. I give you my soul. I repent. Come on, cleanse me, heal me, and set me free. Amen. Come on. Amen. I believe it is that easy, friends. It's time to serve God, love God, get in your word. Let's make time for our families. And most of all, let's put God first, because I believe as we do, this earth will be changed as we become more like heaven. Look, today I believe was a day for breakthrough for you. And if this is one adjustment we can make, I believe your relationship with God is going to excel like never before. Here we are again. I'm signing off. I want to thank all of you for tuning in. We love you. We'll see you next week. Continue to break through.
What's up, everybody? Pastor James Levesque here. I just want to tell you about an exciting announcement. My new show, Breaking Through with James Levesque, is airing now. Come on, Monday through Friday at 12.30 East Coast time, 9.30 West Coast. I want to invite you for all things breaking through. Tune in as we pray, share the word, testimonies, because I believe your life will be shaken for good. Come on, join us Monday through Friday.